Hey mamas, it's me, Di, with Diverse Mama Podcast. We are all diverse, so let's embrace it. Make sure you click on the notification bell to receive alerts on all my new episodes that I post weekly. I have a diverse mama here as our guest today, and her name is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Di. How are you? I am well, just, you know, in the nesting process. You know, I'm 33 weeks as of yesterday, so. <laughs> it won't be long. Yeah, I know. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Yes. Um, Nicole is also a labor and delivery doula. And what inspired her was her daughter. Her daughter is now pregnant and she just wants to be able to be that, uh, you know, support system for her, for her family. Can you explain to us like how it inspired you to really just go forward and be a doula? Well, I had always been a support in our family, um, as far as my cousins, deliver, labor and delivery. And it was just kind of a natural progression. Um, it may sound kind of silly, but I really didn't even realize that it was a, a profession at first um, until I kind of did some research and that kind of thing um, when I was trying to support my daughter. Mm-hmm. But it just was one of those old school things that, you know, your family is usually the support system, you know, especially back in the day, I come from a, a big country family, Southern family. So that's just what you do. You know, you, you, everybody rallies around and you support that laboring mama. And usually they give birth at home that, you know, that kind of thing. So that's just what we do. Um, And I just wanted to kind of just prepare for my grandbaby and be able to support my daughter, but also folding into that COVID restrictions kind of Mm. folded into that. And that made a difference too, because of the way that the hospitals are set up and labor and delivery is set up right now. It's very minimal as far as how many people can be there and that kind of thing. You know, before you can kind of have a whole delivery room full of people. You can have, you know, the dad and your mother-in-law and everybody in there at the same time. But now that's not a thing. You pretty much, your partner, and if you have a doula, that, that doula, and that's pretty much it at this point. So that was a way for me to kind of sneak around the rules of being able to be in there. <laughs> oh, really? So my, yeah. I think I have to ask, cause I thought like, I think I, um, one of the hospitals that I was going to have my, um, child in, they said that I could only have one person and I asked, what about a doula? And they said, no. So you're saying we'll have to talk about which, which hospital that is off, off of the reporting. <laughs> yeah. There are are some that have they're kind of making up rules as they kind of go along because of COVID restrictions but for the most part it's been the partner and you can have a doula and that's pretty much it yeah but even with that even with the doula thing they some hospitals are requiring that that doula be certified as well if in order to be there yeah so that's a thing yeah it it really hospital it really depends yeah so yeah, I'm going to look into that because the hospital that I'm going to go to, I never asked that question. So I need to figure that out because I do have a, a doula as of now. And um, it's my first okay. time even having a doula because, you know, like you said, I, I didn't even know it was a thing until I just hear people, oh, I have a doula. I'm like, oh, you do? What, what is that? You know, and um, so if I could have my doula and my um, husband with me, that would be great. Because um, mm-hmm. he's the one that's helping me with all of that. We've been knocking it out the last two verbs. So, and he's amazing. So just to learn more from someone like you will be even more amazing because we don't know everything. We're just trying to go with the flow and figure it out. 
Absolutely. But it sounds like y'all are doing a beautiful job. So, you know, yeah. keep pushing. <laughs> yeah, we trying. But um, so I know you mentioned home birth. So is your daughter planning to do a home birth or? Actually, she wanted to. She considered it um, initially and her doctor kind of talked her out of it. That's mm. yeah, kind of talk. Yeah, pretty much talked her out of it. Um, and the compromise was to find a birthing center mm. and a midwife. Okay. which she did and she loves that place and she loves the midwives that are there and she's very happy with it and I definitely can be present um they have a really warm and open and oh man it's a it's just a great atmosphere it's yeah. a great atmosphere and I would say if anybody is looking to have a home birth and your OBGYN is kind of being discouraging look into that because that is like probably the next best thing because mm-hmm. there are some really great birth centers in the area. That's true. Um, yeah, so that's probably why you're able to be there because it's a birth center. And birth centers, their restrictions are not like the hospital. The hospitals, they be doing too much sometimes. So, wow, that's amazing. And I think birth centers, um, you could do like water births and stuff there too, I think. Yep, they have the whole tub set up. It's, uh, it's It almost looks like a baby pool, but the sides are higher. Mm-hmm. It's really got some great stuff and they have the rooms that are set up they're almost like a hotel suite almost they have a the couch there they have the bed they I mean it's really really nice it's really homey mm. you know it gives you that feeling like you're you're at home so perfect anybody that is looking to have a home birth and you're not able to do it you might want to look into a birthing center okay that's the so, way to go yeah I bet um yeah definitely um so you're a labor and delivery doula so what type of things do you assist with with that process? Well, in terms of comfort measures and things like that, anything, massage, acupressure, different position changes, um, anything that can keep a mom comfortable, as, as comfortable as possible during the process. Yeah. Um, that can be that can be pretty much anything. Getting in and out of the tub, like we just talked about, um, heat, you know, um, anything that is comfortable for a mom. Sometimes just standing, squatting, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, being on your hands and knees. Anything that we we suggest all kinds of things depending on the positioning of the baby, mm-hmm. and depending on how early or late you are in your uh, laboring. Okay. Yeah, it's more more like a natural approach to kind of ease like pain away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're like, okay, some moms want to get the epidural and then some moms don't like I'm one of those that don't get the epidural. But that's just me. But I'm like, okay, that don't mean I just want all this pain, you know, either. Exactly. Exactly. What's the natural way? And then there's some moms that want the epidural, but they can't because they got to the hospital too late or, you know, things just going too quick. But to have that extra support, like from you, labor delivery doula, I know that's that's an amazing service that you offer. So that's great that you're helping others in that way. You know, even I guess, you know, you helping your daughter. I know she's going to love that. Yeah, and she's uh, she definitely is trying to take the most natural approach to uh, her labor and delivery, and, and as she can, um, that's really what kind of sparked all of this. She, you know, the home birth, you know, wanting to be in the in the water if she could, and, and all of that. She was trying to do as much of it as naturally as possible without extra pain interventions and things like that. 
yeah. uh, pain uh, medications and interventions and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just think that anybody should get a doula. Everybody should get a doula. Yes. <laughs> that is the way to go. It's the way to go. Um, if you are trying to have that extra support during your labor and delivery, you definitely should. I wish I had, I wish I knew what they were, uh, that I could have looked it up back then. You know, um, I had my mom at each of my births. Um, yeah, she was there, but all three were hospital births and they were pretty standardized OBGYN intervention. If that's, I'm using that, I'm making that a word intervention. (laughs) (laughs) Where, you know, you get to the hospital, they hook you up to the IV, they hook you up to the monitor, the whole bit. You know, not everybody wants that. Most people want to avoid that. And the best way to do that, (laughs) I'm telling you, the best way to do that is number one, be be informed about what your rights are and know that you don't have to do all of that stuff. Mm. And second, get a doula. And they can can definitely help you with all of those comfort measures to be able to get through that without the anesthesiologist trying to push this epidural on you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can definitely, you can definitely get through quite a bit of labor without intervention, Mm -hmm. if not the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Doula is definitely the way to go. This is something that they don't speak about as much. That's why I wanted to cater some of my episodes to doulas and, and explain the importance of a doula. Because it's it's um, even I think now doulas are almost about to become um, what is it accepted through insurance? I think they're trying to push that now, and mm-hmm. that's amazing too. That means that it's a lot of people you know trying to get into that, and it's a lot of women requesting, "Hey, I have a doula. I have a doula. Can we get these services paid for?" Not that the services are like so much so expensive, but it's still like an extra out of pocket cost that some of us just probably don't even have. So. Exactly. It's just amazing, like, you know, just learning about that. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Um, uh, Maryland passed some legislation um, earlier this year uh, in order to make that a, a thing, to be able to pay for um, doula services. Wow. Uh, there are some stipulations to that, I, as in the doula has to be certified in order for you to be able to submit these those uh, uh, claims through your insurance and things like that. But, yeah. I mean... It, for me, it's 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 a it's a bit of a step in the in the right direction. I hope that it doesn't create overregulation, though, oh, so yeah. that people are yeah, you know, it 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 kind of cuts both ways. It can help True. people be able to afford it, but on the other hand, it may discourage people doulas from uh, wanting to provide certain services because they have to spend all of this money to be certified and take all of these classes and do all of this and that. But, um. Hopefully they'll be able to find a happy medium. Yeah. So once you're like, okay, it's going to be covered through insurance. They try to put regulations like, okay, well, you can't do uh, herbal medicines and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, that's what doulas do. They do natural things. So you can't change the natural way of what their whole purpose is. So that's interesting. You brought that up. Precisely. So it's going to be interesting to watch it all unfold. Um, Some of the military families um, are able to use it through, uh, I think it's called TRICARE. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they they have recently uh, started uh, allowing for doula um, claims as well. Um, I'm not sure how successful any of the doulas have been uh, doing that, but that is a thing. 
Yep. To know for the military listeners, even myself, you know, I come from military, uh, my husband's military. So look into that mm-hmm. for everyone listening. If you want a doula and you want to get it paid for it. I'm sorry. It's, it's supposed to be effective in January. Okay. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So look into it then. Sorry about that. I'm due in January anyway. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> effective in January. Just check with your, everybody really, just check with your insurance. You never know what other insurances may, okay, we're accepting it now, or they might have a date like what you mentioned. Um, so yeah. And speaking of childbirth, can you share an interesting birthing experience with your kids? To make wow. Okay. <laughs> there's so many different, look, there's so many different childbirth experiences that some of us are unaware. And before we even get started, it's like, okay, you're thinking about these things, the things that you may have done to help this situation or not have done to help the situation. We could learn from good or bad. So can you share? Well, okay. So the, the biggest deal as far as labor and delivery in my experience was the birth of my son. My son was the longest labor that I had. I was in labor with him for probably about three days in hindsight. Oh my God. Um, Yes, but he was, his positioning was not ideal. Mm. His, his, head, his head was down, but his back was to my back, as opposed to, you know, the baby's back should be to your front. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mine should be in the front. Okay. But he was turned the other way. So it created a really, really bad back labor situation. Oh, and made a long, long labor. Mm. But in hindsight, had I known a little bit more of the technicalities of it all, mm. there was some positioning that could have been tried in order to get to encourage him to, to move. To twist, yeah. I know they be like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that was a that was a rough one. And I remember that he's almost 30 years old and I remember that. I won't forget that one. And he was a big baby. He was eight pounds, seven ounces. So yeah, I know. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, that was I, a lot of the things that I wish I had known as far as that, the, the technical aspects of things um, that I do know now that I would be able to help my daughter with and other moms yeah. that, um, that I can help. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was a rough one. <laughs> Yeah, something for people to look into, like, um, isn't, besides that, there's other things that help that slows down the labor, which is sometimes they give the epidural too early. And I know they don't say this, but epidurals too early slows down the labor. Um, it's it, like it can, it definitely right, can. Yeah, right when you're like at that seven, not even, but really eight centimeters. And you're like, and even that is kind of like, kind of be careful because, Sometimes eight centimeters to go to 10 real quick, you know, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Definitely. So, so learn positioning, like you said, um, every physician, every doc, every uh, midwife, every hospital center, every birthing center is different. So I think as moms or mothers to be to just kind of do your research before you're even getting into a situation because they're just going to throw stuff at you and you're going to be like, uh, I don't know, or sure, you know, and then it's going to put you in a weird situation and you might have a labor for three days. Like, you know, Nicole has had, and, (laughs) and then it's, that's not even, that's, that could be one thing that could help prevent it. But then these doctors, sometimes they're not at your best interest. 
So understanding who to have um, take over your care is important. And having a doula like Nicole could get you there. So, you know, definitely we got to hire Nicole or people like her that is going to get us to the right space to understand what our rights are and just just um, pregnancy and labor period. So a very important aspect of, of before you even get to labor and delivery that I think that some people kind of skip over is childbirth education. Hmm. Take those classes, find them and take them because it helps you understand all of the anatomy and everything that's involved. That's what's happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, so you can be, uh, be informed and be aware of when those, when those nurses and those doctors start coming at you with all that technical jargon, mm -hmm. you can, you can know what they, you know what they're talking about mm -hmm. and you can understand and you can say, well, wait a minute. Or you can say, okay, I'm okay with that. But you would, you, at least you'll know, it, you know, you'll be informed. Yeah. Um, but childbirth education, before you even get to the labor and delivery part of things, that is a very important piece of things that um, kind of get skipped over sometimes. And I don't think it is that it should. That's true, because, you know, I've been so like I said, this would be my third um, child. But the other two, one, they offered when they found out I was pregnant, they offered the childbirth class. And then the mm -hmm. other kid, they didn't offer the childbirth class. And I'm like, so, you know, see different facilities, they do different things. And, and it's not mm -hmm. fair. I don't, I think they all should have the same type of protocol, especially if all of these people are licensed. Um, so it's unfair that, you know, some people will get mistreated and some people will get all this information and then it could prevent things, even losses of, of kids, just because we didn't know this thing. So yeah, childbirth education. Yeah. Definitely an important piece of things. It is. It really yeah. is. It's imperative. Yeah. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. Yeah, that is true. So obviously, yes, uh, Nicole is a, a great um, example of why we need to have doulas. And um, she is located in the Maryland area. If you are interested in contacting her, can you share your contact information for you? Yes, absolutely. My website is Silver Lining Birthworks. And it's spelled, it's spelled just like it says, Silver Lining Birth and Works All One dot com. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, it's the same, um, and Instagram as well. Um, and I have con the contact information is right on my website. You can shoot me an email, or my phone number is actually listed there as well. And I'm on Facebook too, and you can DM me. Anybody has questions or anything like that, I'm always available. Awesome. Perfect. It was nice having you as a guest. I learned a lot from speaking with you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. And I hope you uh, well and many success in your doula journey and everything. And I hope that everything goes well with your daughter. And congratulations for your first grandchild. That's amazing you so so much i'm so excited and i'm excited for you with these stair step babies that you're having oh my gosh this is such a wonderful thing i can relate to that too it's just so beautiful having them close together like that yeah. it really is just watching them grow right now together is like you know they do fight but then they just love each other like they help each other they do everything together it's like you know but they're both night and day two different so i'm like okay this third one i'm like okay what are you gonna be like because these two are very different <laughs> so it's just amazing having kids and seeing how you know they grow up so yeah absolutely 
So everyone download Diverse Mama podcast on wherever you listen, such as Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Diverse Mama Podcast. Stay tuned to our weekly episodes and thanks for becoming a listener. Bye. Bye.